If you're listening to this episode, you're listening to one of our first ever episodes. Yay, you. Uh, Depending on which episode you're listening to, you may notice that we're still working some things out like the music in episode one or the just general audio audio problems that we have all the time sorry yeah we want to leave these episodes up to show our progress so this disclaimer is to thank you for listening and hopefully you'll have patience with these things yes we definitely ironed it out in season two so more to come three two one welcome Welcome to our dog cast I'm Sarah. And I'm Laurel. And this is What is Dog? Is it the question or the answer? Laurel, we're going to open up our episode a different way today. Ooh, okay. We're going to start with a doggy profile. Okay. So I thought it'd be cool if we started, maybe not every episode, we can think about doing it every episode, but more often I think it'd be cool to highlight some awesome dogs that are living with us in this amazing planet. I love that. That's awesome. So for our first dog, I found this awesome black lab named Sergeant Yeager. Ooh! And I found him because it was this story on um, a news website. PR Newswire. Yep. And it was called Four U.S. Military Dogs Were the 2019 Recipients of American Humane's Lois Pope Canine Medal of Courage. And I thought that was cool. That caught my attention right away. I right. love when dogs, um, you know, earn medals for serving our country. I think that's a really amazing thing. And Sergeant Eager in particular really impressed me. So I selected him for our first uh, doggy highlight. I love that. So he actually served in the military? He did. Okay, so Sergeant Yeager is a 13-year-old black lab, and he was called an improvised explosion detection dog. Um, improvised explosion detective dogs basically have to go and sniff for explosives or bombs, and they're overseas. Char- Sergeant Yeager, in fact, served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow. Yeah, and he detected the locations of dozens of explosives. Probably and saved thousands and thousands of lives. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, he was injured by a bomb in 2012, um, and after that he was rewarded with a Purple Heart. Good. And then he was retired from the U.S. Marine Corps and adopted by another Marine Corps family. That's adorable. Yeah, so he has a pretty happy story. He's still alive today. Um, And I'm going to read a little excerpt from the article that I thought was a really cute ending. I'd love to hear it. Today, Sergeant Eager is beginning to show signs of aging, though his spirit is undiminished. Despite his trials and witnessing acts of terrorism, Eager remains a sweet dog with an infinitely, infinitely joyful disposition. He has settled in North Carolina with his family, where he is an ambassador for the Project Canine Hero Foundation. That's amazing. It's just so incredible that we can train dogs to not only be by our sides and do what we say, but to actually go into war for us. They go into war, they face bombs, and then even after that one explosive, they keep going back for more. It, it really is amazing. The level of training it takes to prepare a dog for something like that and also to rehabilitate them afterwards, you know, that's really traumatizing, everything that they go through over there. Definitely. It's amazing. And, you know, I'm really thankful for all of the people who put in the time and the effort to train these dogs, who are their handlers overseas, yeah. um, and for the dogs themselves. It's a really great thing. Definitely. And the family that has him now, I mean, it sounds like he's really happy, but maybe he had to deal with some PTSD and things like that. Mm-hmm. So taking him in and giving him that wonderful retirement is just truly incredible on its own absolutely 
So, Laura, we're going to get into today's episode. Okay. Our subject is um, called, well, our title is It's a Rough Life. Love it. We're going to talk about how dogs impact your life, but okay. specifically how they impact your health. Okay, cool. Um, so, Laura, if I asked you right now to rate the effect that Charlie has on your health, uh, what would you say? How would you rate it? Ooh, I mean, he definitely prevents me from being able to get out all the time or all the time that I want to in the ways that I want to. I definitely can't go to the gym after work. So I'd say that he, he affects my life quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. How do you feel like in terms of fitness right now? Do you feel like you're getting enough time to work out when you want to? Is Charlie keeping you from that? Is he helping you motivate you? How is that? Definitely. Yeah. So Charlie is definitely affecting me and my fitness level. I mean, it is great that you can have a dog to go out and run with and things like that. But by the time I get home at night, it's already dark. And I don't know about you, but I am terrified to go in the dark. I don't even take a step outside unless there's lights around and things like that. And so before I had any dogs, I would have gone to the gym after work. And that's just something that you can't do because you have to go home and you have to take your dog out and you have to give them attention. And now that I've been with all of our wonderful training, I'll drill tricks and things like that. But I've not been focusing on my health whatsoever. Yeah, that makes sense. Dogs can sometimes really, they can help with your health because they motivate you to get outside and work out. But like you said, if it's already dark or if you're rushing home after work, it can be really hard to find the time to work out. Um, And dogs can sometimes prevent that from happening. Yeah, I don't want a second longer away from him. And that also affects me going to the grocery store. I, my nutrition has definitely faltered through this too. And it, I'm not saying it's all Charlie's fault because it definitely is not, but it's definitely a factor. And it, Or it's just a good excuse for myself <laughs> that I don't want to go to the grocery store, get the food that I need to have a balanced diet. <laughs> yeah, that can be tough too. Um, okay, so would you say like you're able to do you work out at all right now yeah right now honestly I don't and it's I it's something I think about all the time and I'd love to do more I literally don't exercise besides horseback riding or walking Charlie okay and I'd love to find a way to fit it into my life but I just seem to I can't I can't find another second well walking's a really healthy thing especially with your dog if they keep up a good pace are you able to walk him every day um, so we do have a dog walker for Charlie every day and, um, Char- and Owen and I try to at least walk him in the morning or at night, okay. but we do shifts on that. So I don't walk him every day. It's not me personally that's walking him every day. Gotcha. And even that can be hard to find time for. Yes, definitely. Cause it's a good, the walk that Charlie wants is a good 45 minutes long. Okay. So today we're going to talk about, you know, as I said, we're going to talk about health, but we're going to talk about different areas of health. Um, You've got your social health, you have your physical health, and also your mental or emotional health. Right. Um, So we're going to talk about all of those things, and maybe we'll help find a solution for you and how you can be more healthy while incorporating Charlie into your life. I love that. And I'd love to take also tips from you because you are constant. you definitely find time to fit it in. You are so serious about making sure that you get your workouts in. I do. Uh, it's not always working out with Duke, although over the weekends I usually fit him into a workout. Um, mostly it's that I work out during lunch at mm-hmm. work yeah. and then I 
or after work. Um, but I'm fortunate in that my husband will help me out in caring for Duke, so I don't always feel like I have to rush home and let him out. Right, um, right. When Andy's gone out of town for the week or whatever, it becomes much harder, and I do find myself rushing home after work. And, right. And um, then I usually end up running with Duke. Right. We're going to talk next about social health. This is getting into the first topic of um, health. <laughs> I've never thought of them as three different tiers before, so I love just how we're categorizing that in general. But yes, let's dive into social health. And You know, you bring up a really good point because for this episode, I decided on these three categories, mm-hmm. but they are not the be-all, end-all of how you define health. You know, there's subcategories within each of these. They blend into each other in different ways. And there's other categories that we're not touching on, like right. nutrition, um, which could be a subcategory of physical health. But for today, that's um, not really a topic because other than your dog keeping you from the grocery store, I didn't think there was much to say about <laughs> how dogs impact human nutrition. But if I'm wrong, let us know. Send us an email. <laughs> Dogcasters at whatisdog.com. <laughs> Right on with the plug. (laughs) All right. Social health. If you're wondering what social health is, it's the ability to form positive relationships with others, which in turn have a positive impact on your mental and physical health. That makes sense. This is an example of how it blends with other areas of fitness. Sure. Uh, There are actually studies out there that say that people who are socially healthy are less likely to catch a cold. They're more productive. They get better sleep. They have delayed memory loss wow. as they age. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty That sounds pretty good to me. Wait, get this one. <laughs> and they live longer. <laughs> I'd like to live longer. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, always good to live longer. So your dogs can actually impact um, your social health. Okay. In a variety of ways. First, your dog can be somebody who you interact with socially. Right. Um, they provide a way for you to, you know... I don't know what express emotions that you maybe wouldn't normally express on your own. Right, exactly. You're loving something, you're interacting with something. Right, but they can also sometimes have a negative impact on your social health. You gave an example earlier of having to go straight home after work to let Charlie out. That's true. That means you're not having the opportunity to go socialize with other people right after work. Yeah, and that does affect me in my work relationships, actually. We have a really engaged company where people are constantly getting together after work. And I feel like I, I feel really guilty if I join in. And sometimes I will, but I definitely don't at the same amount as other people. And a lot of times it's because I want to run home to Charlie. <laughs> I've had this same struggle on multiple occasions, especially, again, when Andy's out of town. It's I, I want to go out and hang out with people, but I have to go home and, and let Duke out. Right. There are things you can do to work around that, though. Uh, in some cases, I've just gone out with people for half an hour, and I figure Duke can be alone for that extra half hour. It's not that big a deal. Right. And then I get a little bit of a social fix in. Yes. But there's other things beyond that that you can do if you have friends who have dogs. That's a, that's a really good point. You mm-hmm. also get the opportunity to hang out with your friends that do have dogs. Right. Exactly. So... You can actually throw a puppy party <laughs> That's a great idea. Invite people over and tell them to bring their dog. I so love that. person and, and tell them to bring their dog. Yeah. You know, that's something. And you don't have to meet up with people right after work. Go home and take care of your dog and then 
go see your friends. It's, it's okay to go home and go back. It's just hard to motivate yourself to do that, I think, once you're home. Do you and feel that I, feel, I feel so guilty, too. I can't <laughs> leave him again. It's like, oh, my gosh, I've left him all day long, and I go home for a second, and then go back out. Oh. If the weather's good, though, you can meet them somewhere with outdoor seating and bring your dog. That's such a good idea. That's um, so, so true. Another way is when Andy's gone, I love to take Duke to our community park mm-hmm. after work where dogs can go off leash. And there's so many other people there with their dogs out running around the park. And that's people to talk to. And I will tell you, Laurel, <laughs> none of us know each other's names. <laughs> we all know each other's dogs' names. Oh, my gosh. I can totally just, see that happening. It's just the nature of the interaction. You yeah. go up to somebody and you say, hey, what's your dog's name? And you get to talking about your dog. And before you know it, you're going, okay, bye, nice to meet you. And you had a call, and you never actually met that person uh, because you never said your name and they never said theirs, but you know them and their dog. So that's such a real thing, anyways. Like, even if you did hear their name, I am in my adult life, I cannot remember anyone's name. It's like I have, I black out when they say their names and I totally forget. <laughs> and I, you, sometimes I think about that movie. Remember that movie where the first. <laughs> know exactly what you mean she uses she uses saying somebody's name a weird way to remember the name house bunny house bunny so there's this movie out it's called house bunny and she what she does and i always think about it whenever someone says their name i always think about repeating the name back to them and she repeats it in the weirdest way she goes Sarah. <laughs> Laurel. Yeah. She'll be like, nice to meet you. Laurel. Yes. Laurel. And then Laurel. that's supposed okay. to help you remember. <laughs> I don't think that would work for me, but what does work with me is when somebody says their name, I think of somebody else with that name that I know, and I make the association that way. And like, I'll make a weird association. I'll be like, okay. So I just met Laurel, and once I read about a girl named Laurel who had brown hair, and Laurel has brown hair, so now I know Laurel. (laughs) That's really good, except what if you hate the other person? Then I'll be like, no, that works too. Like, imagine there was a Laurel that I didn't like. Yeah. I like this Laurel, but I didn't like the other one. (laughs) So this is like the new Laurel, and then I'll remember it that way. Laurel that I like. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, it's it sucks when somebody has a baby and they name the baby a name <gasps> yes. that's like the name of somebody who you really didn't, didn't like, like in the past in like elementary school and you're like no you made another one <laughs> and I don't know if you do this and I'm not anywhere close to having kids or anything like that but whenever I think of a name I always have the names of my kids future kids freaked out I don't know it's wrong do people with me. take the names so I've yes. Since I was little, I've been doing this, so I have these two names in my head right now, and I avoid meeting these people with these names at all costs. <laughs> Can you tell me what the names are? Oh, they're Hannah. Oh, I love that name. That's a great name. Yeah, I actually don't know the boy's name, but Hannah's like my current girl name. I can tell you that I know a Hannah who is spectacular. It is... I don't know what you call this, but it's my brother-in-law's sister. Okay. So it's like you're... 
sister of I, I don't know sister, if there's a name for that. Yeah, I don't know. My sister in law once removed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and she's just like the most beautiful person. Yeah. Like just a vibrant, happy personality. I imagine she's, Hannah to be very peaceful. She is, she's yeah. a very peaceful, calm person. Very smart, intellectual, yep. graceful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just I really it's just somebody you enjoy being around and she has the most beautiful singing voice. Ah I just like just a beautiful person. So I like the name Hannah and so that. Okay, Hannah's in. Okay. <laughs> what were we talking about? I have no idea. I th- okay. <laughs> we were on social health. And we just finished talking about going to the dog park and getting to know people to be social. Right. And not be a hermit with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing that you can do with your dog. Okay, this is a real thing. It's called dog yoga. Ah, uh, it's a close cousin of a special kind of yoga that I really want to try, which is goat yoga. You can't do goat yoga, Sarah. I really what? Why not? You can't do goat yoga. I am convinced that they drop little droplets everywhere, and then you will get it on your hands, and you're like, I've never done it before, and everyone loves just it. Just brush the little droplets <laughs> out of the way. It's fine. I love goats. So much, except for I just recently watched a movie where the goat was a demon and it had these creepy square eyes. But <laughs> besides that, besides that, I love goats so much. They're so like fuzzy little beasties. They are really adorable, and they hop around kind of funny. I especially love oh, when they're babies. The little babies. They do like the they like pop when they're really happy. They pop up in the air. Yeah. You know, I was once bitten by a goat as a child, and I had, I don't know if I had to get stitches, but it was really bad. I was bleeding. Oh my god. <laughs> Does it, do goats even have teeth? Yeah, they do. Go, of course goats have teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I was being dumb. I was sticking my fingers through the fence at um, a, a farm, and the goat came up, and goats will eat anything, so. Well, now you lesson learned, and now you'll never do that in front of a horse. It's, or a goat. Or a goat. <laughs> Getting back on track, here's a small social thing you can do with your dog. It is take him or her to Starbucks and get him a puppuccino. I love puppuccinos. And, you know, when you go through that drive through tell them you have a dog. They'll probably love your dog, hopefully, yes. and you'll have somebody to talk to for a minute. If you just need a quick social fix, do that with your dog. Yes. A puppuccino, in case you don't know, is a little cup filled with whipped cream and you're Dog gets to lick it out. And dogs love it. They love the puppuccinos. Dunkin' Donuts, too. Some of them will give you munchkins, but they're, like, little stale munchkins. So oh, I don't also, know. that's not very healthy. Well, no, I would never give my dog a munchkin. Although, I don't know that whipped cream is that healthy. Right? No, it's not. <laughs> I, I wonder what the perception is, though, or you thought that it was. I, I thought that it was, too. Because whipped cream seems like it weighs nothing. It does. <laughs> I don't know. And, like, it's, like, low-carb, right? <laughs> Okay, um, one last idea for something you can do with your dog that's social is try a training class. That's smart. There are definitely lots of large group training classes out there where you can get to know other people with dogs who are working through the same training issues that you are, and that's a great way to make new friends. Yeah, and they can help you through a lot of your different difficult training Right, exactly. So if you have a dog that you can't bring places to be social with others, here's a great way for you to work on that. In a structured environment. While getting to know other people. I love that. (laughs) Win-win. I just finished your sentence. Oh my gosh. I love when we finish each other's sandwiches. Sandwiches. (laughs) Sandwiches. (laughs) That's from Frozen. 
they go this part of their song that's the song where they're like left is an open door no <laughs> i don't know it and she goes we finish each other's sandwiches <laughs> yeah that's cute <laughs> i love frozen <laughs> I, I watched it once. I did love it. But it's so great. I'm going to have to try it again. So there are some studies on dogs and physical fitness, and okay. most of them say that people who have dogs tend to be more active, which makes more sense from the perspective that you walk more if you're walking a dog or whatnot. Right. So there are a lot of fun fitness activities that you can do with your dog besides just walking your dog. Um, and what I decided to do was create doggy fitness profiles based on the preferences of your dog. I love that. Because not all dogs want to go out there and run with you. No. And and one of the things, so last week we released a training session with Ida Gearing and one of her biggest things was each dog has different motivations, um, to do different, to do different things. And this goes along with it. it, Each dog probably wants to exercise differently. Exactly. The first dog we're going to go over, or the first dog profile we're going to go over, is called the Action Hero. Oh. This is a dog that is smart, but also likes to get into stuff. Yes. So you might see him out there rolling in the mud or stealing a ball from a softball game, which Duke has done, by the way. Is Duke the Action Hero? I think he is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, he definitely likes to get into stuff, and he likes to cause, cause trouble. Andy and I give Duke a voice sometimes, and he likes to just repeat chaos over and over while running around and causing trouble. <laughs> like, when he steals the ball from a so- softball game and everybody's chasing him around, he's going, chaos! Chaos! <laughs> and he's loving it. Yeah, he's loving it. He loves creating chaos in the world. So, so that's the action hero. How would you exercise with the action hero? The or first- is that coming later? Uh, no, we're, we'll go over it okay. right now. The first thing is go on a hike. Okay. Because that's a lot of stimulation. There's lots of new scents out there. There's yeah. new sights to see, rocks to climb over. It's a lot um, to do to fill your dog's action hero needs. And you're still getting the exercise yourself. Exactly, because you're walking up a big hill or a mountain. Right. <laughs> Uh, some places don't let you take your dog off leash. Yeah. So if your dog is allowed off leash, you might not even be able to do that, but... Um, it still could be a good exercise yeah, you could for your dog. If you live in the city and hiking isn't easy, you can still kind of stimulate this by walking somewhere new in the city and then doing things like jumping up on a bench a few times. So yeah. you're getting that workout of the jumping yep. and then your dog might want to jump with you or something. That'd be so cool if you taught your dog to jump up and down with you. Mm-hmm. And you can also pause on the bench and do some single leg squats, you know, pop one leg behind you, one other in front on the ground and just do 10 on each leg. Make your dog sit the whole time so he's thinking and staying. I love that. You know, you can uh, switch it up a lot of ways. Can you put what single leg squats are on the story later? Because I yeah. don't think I'll know. <laughs> sure, sure. So, um, yeah, I'll put it. It's easier to visualize. So yeah. I can put some single leg squats on the story. Follow us on Instagram. At what is Dogcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can see the single leg squats. You can also bust out 10 push-ups. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I hate push-ups, by the way. But you probably the do them. I do them. Yes. But I strongly dislike them. My yeah. mom doesn't like when I say hate. So I'm going to say strongly dislike. Oh. Because I feel so guilty when I say hate. Even if she's not here. I'm like, ooh, I'm not supposed to say that word. <laughs> I'm not supposed to. 
you guys. And you always have to follow the rules. I, do. I love the rules. Laura and I both love rules, by the we way. We love rules so much. I think that's one of the first things we bonded over. We love, our love yeah. of rules. We follow all of them. I feel like both of our characters would be Hermione Granger. Definitely, <laughs> for sure. Like, I just had just in love with rules. Okay. <laughs> Uh, another thing is take advantage of the elements to okay. add stimulation to you and your dog's workout. Um, what I mean by that is if there's a pile of leaves, freaking jump in it. Yeah. Why not? Well, and clean up after yourself. Don't <laughs> go to somebody's yard and mess up their leaves. How fun would that be? <laughs> no. You might be like your dog just running around and causing chaos. Chaos, then. chaos, chaos. <laughs> I picture somebody with their arms in the air waving, waving around. around. Chaos! <laughs> With that voice, too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let the rain get in the way. Go out in the rain, too. Jump in the puddles. Why does everyone think rain's going to melt them? I don't I know. love dancing in the rain. It is so fun. <laughs> I love it, too, if I'm already wet. Taking the first few steps out of the door is the biggest challenge, which brings me back to what one of my high school cross-country coaches always used to say, which is, the biggest challenge in working out is putting on your shoes and walking out the door, uh, regardless of the elements. That is so true. I can make a 150 excuses for why I cannot work out today. Yeah, there's like a <laughs> tiny cloud in the sky. I can't. I can't possibly better sit work this out. One out. <laughs> Uh, if it's snowing, go out and play in the snow. Do some snow angels with your dogs. Get your heart rate up. That's what really matters. It doesn't have to be a formal, organized activity like running where you're timing yourself or anything like that. <laughs> Run around with your dog and have fun. I love that because I I hate it when people try to tell me like um, certain activities aren't actually working out. I remember when I was younger and I really wanted to get into fitness. I was like 15 or something like that. And someone told me that the running I was doing was doing nothing for me because I would go for such short periods of times. And it was so demotivating because oh. I was like, oh, well, if what I'm doing is doing nothing, then I should just not do any of it. And, and of course, I would take any excuse that I possibly could. <laughs> but it's so great to hear that you can just do anything and be active. Right. It's just about getting your heart rate up and burning some calories. Yes. Like that's better than doing nothing. Yes. You know, and I, that's what I do sometimes. Duke loves to be chased. It's his number one game. So he loves to hold a toy, and then I chase him around and pretend I'm going to take the toy from him. And I love that. And sometimes it's snowing so hard outside, I can't go outside. And what I do is I chase Duke around. We have a tiny apartment. You know, there's not much room for chasing. Yeah. And Duke doesn't like running on our hardwood floors. Right. But we have a, a rug and you're, with a the coffee people table. people you would hate you. <laughs> well, they probably do because we have a rug with a coffee table in the middle and we just run circles around it. Oh, fine. Around and around and around. And then we switch directions and do the same thing. <laughs> and I'll do it for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And then we've both gotten a workout. <laughs> I love that. That's so inspiring because... As you know, I am required to be on the computer firing because I can get up maybe in like 20 minute intervals or something like that, or 30 minute intervals, whatever I could do it that day, that day, and do a quick workout with Charlie, get him excited, run around the house, and then come back. Exactly. Your workout regime does not have to be a formal workout at a certain point in the day. You can do micro workouts. There's a big thing right now called micro workouts. Oh, I've never heard of it. Just a few minutes yeah. and all you do is um, just physical activity for a few minutes at different points in the day. So maybe play with Charlie for a few minutes in the morning, 
during lunch, go for a walk, and then after work, chase them around for 10 minutes. You're done. And you've gotten plenty of physical activity, and it's more natural than forced exercise for an hour of the day. Yeah, because honestly, that's what's so discouraging is I really, I hate working out so much, and it's because I'm so out of shape for so long. Mm -hmm. I probably haven't seriously worked out in like two years. I used to be in pretty good shape, but I, it's been two solid years and that's hard to get back into it. So to yeah. make it not as structured and make it fun every day, that would probably make the difference. If you don't enjoy working out, it does nothing for your mental and emotional health to force yourself into it anyway. Yeah. Find something that you actually enjoy doing that does get your heart rate up, that's maybe less structured, that's fine. Yeah. There's no, I feel like it's really old school to be like, oh, you have to do this structured workout every day. It's so true. And it's actually bad for your heart to sustain these long runs and things like that. That's why I'm personally trying to move away from running so much because um, I should, I can post this study later. I don't have it written down because I'm just thinking of it now, yeah. but there's actually studies out there that show that it's um, like in Olympic athletes, they, they run into heart problems later on in life because they have, it's almost like calluses on their heart. Wow, from working so hard. Right, your heart, um, it doesn't feel pain unless you're having a heart attack. Your heart doesn't feel pain the way the rest of you does. Mm-hmm. So when you're overworking it, you don't really know that. Wow. And so you can do these long sustained runs and it's a huge strain on your heart, but you don't realize it because you can't feel that. Are you sad? I know that you love running. Are you kind of sad about that? or I'm, I'm not stopping entirely. I'm just yeah. backing off the miles and yeah. doing less. And, you know, having Duke has really helped me with that because Duke doesn't like running as much as I do and he doesn't run nearly as fast as I do. Yeah. And so he helps me run shorter and slower. And it's it almost is like a good controller for me. Oh my gosh, I just so. want to be in your position. <laughs> I will get there someday. No, it's not. It's not. It's not as great as people would think it is. Being like almost addicted to running. Yeah. You know, it's some where it's something where no matter the weather, no matter how you feel, you feel like you have to get out there That's and run true. a certain That's number of miles. Yeah. Even if you feel sick, you know whatever's going on. Right. Um, and honestly, you put in the work. That's what I love about what I see you do because I see you so active. You put in the work every single day and you're like, I just have to fit it in. Yep. And um, I love that you're trying really hard right now to differentiate and maybe not go on those long runs so that you um, can have a more balanced lifestyle. The way I maintain that is the day before any work day, I think to myself, okay, when am I going to fit a work in, workout in tomorrow? Mm. And there's, like, if I cannot fit in at all during the day or after work, then I have to wake up early and get a workout in. And it's not going to be a long one. It's going to be a 20-minute jog with Duke. And it's probably going to be us running down to the park. I'll chase him around the park for a little bit, and then we'll walk back. Yeah. And that's all it's going to be. But we'll do some sprints when I'm chasing him. And I'll feel like I've gotten some kind of effort in that day. Right. Or do it during lunch, go to the gym after work, or after work do the same thing where you just run around the park with Duke. Yeah, that sounds awesome. But that's how we fit it in. Let's talk about another fitness profile. Let's talk about the cuddler. This is a dog that loves to snuggle, Mm. but doesn't necessarily love to exercise. Oh my gosh. So while this dog may need a walk during the day, it may not be enough to get your exercise in for the day. And quite honestly, this reminds me so much of Peanut. And quite honestly, on the flip side of it is that Peanut also needed to exercise more than he wanted to. 
So that's, a, that's the flip side of it. With this dog, you actually have a lot of options. Yeah. Um, you can do a home workout. Just you're with your dog laying there next to you. you can, there's tons of body weight workouts you can do at home with no equipment. The, the idea that you need a gym membership or need to get, get outside to get a work, good workout in is totally false. Yeah. Right. Um, set a timer on your phone. Do 10 jumping jacks, 10 push-ups, 10 jumping jacks, some burpees. You know, just get your heart rate up. I do hate burpees, Sarah. I do a modified burpee that's not as hateful. Yeah. Dislikable. <laughs> I, I, I don't do the push-up part of the burpee. I okay. do push-up separately. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a miserable. I, so I do get down on my hands, lay on the floor, yep. get back up, and then do a jumping jack. Okay, I like that. That's probably... <laughs> I could probably do that a little bit better. Because who wouldn't love laying on the floor over doing a push-up? Yeah, so true. <laughs> Take a little nap while you're down there. But the point is you can do these things next to your cuddly dog um, and you don't have to worry about leaving him or her at home right. while you go to the gym. That's awesome. You can also, if your dog needs a little bit of exercise too, walk him to the park and you can get even better workout in at the park than you would at home because uh, you can do things like um, jumping up on the bench yeah. or single leg squats or maybe jog around a little bit. Yeah. Like um, jog away from your dog, jog back to your dog. Yeah. <laughs> Things like Force that. Force your dog to go with you if you have to. <laughs> oh, and don't forget about Pilates. High knees, butt kicks, cherry pickers, all those things you can do. And they're very slow that you can do at a walking pace. I get the weirdest looks sometimes when I'm Duke's walking next to me and I'm doing I'm there doing lunges. Whoa, whatever. <laughs> you just need to get your exercise in. <laughs> people think you look so silly, like people will stare, but that's okay. Who cares what they think? Who You're cares? You're gonna work out it and your dog is happy. That's yes. what matters. <laughs> one more dog. This would be one that's probably in between. This would be a dog that's um, uh, motivated by toys or food. Okay. So I caught it. There's two names for it. The cookie monster <laughs> slash the bringer of things. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's kind of a combined one. But the idea is that with this dog, they're most motivated by food or by you throwing an item, by you throwing food, by you throwing the toy. And so the idea is to incorporate an object into your workout. Okay. And part of it can be um, why your dog can work as an interval timer for you. I love that. If you're at the park, throw the ball. Yeah. And as long as that dog takes to run down, get the ball, and bring it back, you do some jumping jacks. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Or burpees, or push-ups, or whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, and you can switch it up in between throws, but that way you're getting a workout and not just standing there while your dog retrieves the ball or the food. You know, you can throw treats for him, make him go get the treat, do your jumping jacks, and while he comes back for more treats, you know, do more jumping jacks. This reminds me so much. We have a little Jack Russell at the barn. Her name is Hazel. She's so pretty. She's such a princess. And oh my gosh, she will find anyone at the barn that day that will just throw her ball. <laughs> she will throw it. She will come right back. She'll throw it, come right back. She'd be perfect for this exercise. <laughs> Hazel is so cute. And if her ball's not around, she'll find a rock yes. and bring it to the nearest person, drop it, and then stare at them expectantly, like waiting for them to throw it. Yes. And once you throw it for them, she's never leaving you she again. She's going to follow you for the rest of that day. <laughs> for the rest of your life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what you can do with the bringer of things slash the cookie monster. 
Yeah. So those are my doggy fitness profiles. I'm sure there are more out there. Oh, of course. And more options for what you can do for We could define dogs. them over time. Yeah, we'll define them over time. But if you listeners have any ideas for a fitness profile for a dog, please email us at... I know we've already said it once in this episode, but we'll say it again. Dogcasters at whatisdog.com. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. Next, we're going to move on to mental and emotional health and how your dog can impact that. Love it. There are some studies on dogs and how they can influence your mental and emotional health. Dogs can give you higher levels of oxytocin. I hope I'm saying that right. Some people call that the cuddle hormone oh. because it's the hormone that gets released when you're cuddling. It makes you feel all happy I and smiley. <laughs> and dogs can do that for you. Awesome. There's also serotonin and dopamine, which are also hormones that can help you relax. That must be why everyone loves dogs. <laughs> exactly. So just generally, can we just say I don't understand why some people don't love dogs? Me neither. I respect that. Sure. And I don't force my dog on them, but I don't understand it. I don't either, and I try to dig into it all of the time. So my boss, he's, I, I think he'd be okay. He definitely would be. So my boss at the time, he doesn't love dogs, and I always try to get to the bottom of it. We're always having these really conversations where I'm like, so what is it about the dog? That, do you not like the touch, or is it the... So I'll keep trying. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. There have been dogs that I were, was not thrilled to be around. Sure. For because maybe they were really rambunctious or mm. they smelled really bad. Mm, yeah, that was a problem once with a dog. I don't want to say who or when, but right. their dog smelled so bad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So maybe give your dog a bath if he's really sticky. <laughs> <laughs> but like my English master peanut, no matter how many baths he got, he always smelled bad. So oh. there's some breeds that just like release more oils and it's true. That's true. That's one of the reasons I actually was set on getting a Dalmatian was because their, their fur doesn't release any oil. Right. So Dalmatians never get a doggy smell, and I love that. That is awesome. And Charlie he, never does either, and I love that about him. That's so great. He, yeah, Charlie always smells good. You should it's smell sweet. him next time because he smells like perfume there. I don't know what it is. And he says Duke smells like sugar cookies. Yes. <laughs> so how are they getting these lovely, they're like scented dogs. I don't know. Who needs a Yankee candle to sniff your dog? He can be here at the barn all day long and he comes home and he smells amazing. So just generally being around your dog, cuddling with your dog, petting your dog, all those things can help you just relax and improve your overall mental health. Dogs can also have a negative impact on your mental health though, so you have to be careful. Dogs that are aggressive or that have behavior problems can add to your anxiety, whether it's your dog's or somebody else's. If, if you're around a dog that seems like it's aggressive, it might scare people and initiate a fight or flight response, which is that freeze or run syndrome where you feel like, oh my god, I have to get out of here, I'm terrified, and that is a huge stressor and terrible for your system. It's so true. And that kind of goes back to all of the trainings that we've talked about doing with your dog mm -hmm. to make sure that your dog is a good citizen so that you don't have that feeling. Exactly. But if your dog has behavior problems and you're around other people, you're going to be maybe feeling self-conscious about that. That's true. Like, like guilty. On Saturday, Duke, 
I brought Duke to the barn on Saturday, and while we were out, he would not stop barking for me. And I was so self-conscious and worried about it, but there was nothing I could do at that point that he was bothering everybody. But And that added some anxiety to my life that I didn't need there. Right, and so we went out on a trail ride, and you probably couldn't relax fully on that trail ride. You're probably thinking, like, what is Duke doing? What is he? For that reason, and because Peyton was <laughs> being a little nuts. <laughs> Uh, maybe he was being a little nuts because I wasn't relaxed, though. Maybe. Um, Peyton is the horse I ride, in case anybody was wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, right. So, dogs can have such a positive influence on people that sometimes they're brought into universities for stressed-out college students. I love that. And to come and play with the dogs in between exams. They actually did this at my college. They would have, they would bring in a bunch of local dogs and their therapy dogs, and you could go to the student center. We called it the SMAC because it stood for Student Memorial Center. Okay. You'd go there in between exams and just play with the dogs. I love that. It was so great. And they do that in nursing homes sometimes too, and other places where people can just benefit from being around a dog. So I bring Charlie to my grandmother's um, in her assisted living facility once a month, and Charlie completely changes. He is a pretty high energy dog, but whenever he goes into a nursing home, he totally relaxes. He gets so calm, and I'm going to have to take a video of it. Like, when he's walking with my grandmother, who walks with a walker, Mm -hmm. he walks so slow, and he walks just right with her, and he gives everyone exactly what they need in the moment. Like, um, Charlie is not trained on command whatsoever to kiss, but every single time, and like, if you put, Sarah, if you put your face in Charlie's face, he would like... You know him. He would jump up on you. He would oh, be yeah. crazy. He would get all riled up. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the the older women, were, they were putting their faces down with him, and they were like, can I have a kiss? And he would very gently give one little lick. Oh, my god! And then he would sit calmly. It was, It's so beautiful. That's so <laughs> precious. I love it. It really is. How do dogs know that? I have no idea. Around children and um, older people, for some reason, he really calms down. That's amazing how dogs can be like that. I haven't seen Duke behave that way. He's generally not great with kids, which is something I'm working on. My horse Sky is like that, though. Yeah. So I think several animals, I, I mean, animals generally sometimes have that sense to them. It depends on the animal, for sure. Mm-hmm. Overall, dogs can have a really positive impact on our health. Yes. In terms of, you know, your physical health, your emotional health, your social health. I think they can benefit uh, people in lots of different ways. And it's great that your dogs can be there and help you improve that. Um, But I think it takes some mindfulness on the part of the dog owner to make sure these things are actually happening. Definitely. Like you said, Laurel, it's easy to fall into certain habits that aren't as healthy. Right. And your dog can sometimes be an enabler in those things. Definitely. I mean, if I don't want to go out somewhere and I'm feeling a little bit lazy and I'd like to just go home, I've definitely used the excuse, oh, I have to go back out and let my dog. And a lot of times that's true. But sometimes it's definitely not, and I probably don't need to run home Mm -hmm. and go let my dog out at that moment. (laughs) There are situations, though, where maybe you do need some time to yourself. That's true. And your dog provides the perfect excuse to get that time. Yeah, that's true. But all in all, I think that um, it takes work and mindfulness to get any kind of health right. Right. And incorporating your dog and making sure you both are happy and healthy, obviously, will also take some effort. Yeah. 
Just like anything in life. <laughs> well, I love how, so I love this whole episode, especially because I love the way that you think about your fitness and your health. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I really just want to have all of the good vibes I want to come to me <laughs> because um, I've always thought about exercise and it feels so, exercise and nutrition is so unattainable because I've always set these crazy diet goals for myself. Like, all right, I'm going to lose like, I don't know, 30 to 40 pounds in four months. And I've set these goals that I just can't reach. No regular human could reach those. And I say that I only can go into the gym and I'm going to do these sets of things that I absolutely hate doing. Whereas like you just incorporate it into your life um, in small ways. So I can just get a workout in here or I could just eat something a little bit better there. It's just choices throughout the day. One of the biggest mistakes people make when setting workout goals for themselves or any kind of goals for themselves is making that a goal that's really difficult or unachievable yeah. in the near future and you'll immediately discourage yourself doing something like that right it has to be small increments and it has to be something that you at least like a little bit otherwise right. it's just not sustainable right it's so true and if I'm like I, I always think of myself as either on the wagon or off the wagon and when I'm mm-hmm. off the wagon I'm like well doesn't matter. I'm so bad anyways. It's just never, I'm never going to be able to help myself in this. And it's just feels so helpless. But Mm -hmm. in the way that you think about it, it's just little choices throughout the day. Exactly. That's all it is. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I hope you've gotten some tips that'll help you stay more happy and healthy and your dog as well. Yes. And we're both going to definitely, I hope that you're going to do this. I definitely am going to um, share different ways that I'll be exercising. Sarah's going to help me out with thinking of different things to do if I get bored or we'll definitely help each other stay accountable. Mm -hmm. And Sarah will also be posting, hopefully, some exercises. (laughs) I will. I will. I'll start with some single leg squats and some other stuff that you can do maybe at the park or outside or just with your dog around. Yeah. One more thing. We could really use some ratings on Definitely. However you're listening to the podcast, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, if you could go in and give us a rating, tell us how you, how you feel, provide us with some feedback, we'd really appreciate it because it helps us um, get, the word out. get the word out and it also helps us develop our podcast and make it better based off of your feedback. We love getting any type of feedback, good, mm-hmm. bad, neutral, whatever. Give it to us. We'd love to keep learning and getting better. Just don't be rude. There's no yeah. call for rudeness. Yeah, please don't be rude. We're very sensitive souls. Yeah. <laughs> Email us at dogcasters at whatisdog.com and follow our Instagram at whatisdogcast. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Have an awesome day. Fun fact that this is not the first time that Sarah and I recorded this exact episode. We actually did it a week prior and it didn't turn out so well. We did it pretty late at night. We had just been to a horse apparel store, which obviously we were really excited about. Um, And we had to cut out a lot because we were just laughing the whole time. But we thought you might think it's kind of funny too. So some bonus uh, material. If you want to keep listening, feel free. If not, just skip to the next episode. All right. Welcome to our dog cast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Laurel. And this is What is Dog? I almost forgot what to say at the beginning. <laughs> You're supposed to say this is What is Dog. <laughs>
you're not allowed to make episodes after 8 p.m. I know. Is it even after 8? It is. It's 8.17. Is it the question or the answer? <laughs> is it the answer or the question? <laughs> Should we start over? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, three, two, one. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our dog cast. cast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Laurel. And this is What is Dog? Is it the question or the answer? <laughs> Add some music here. <laughs> okay. That'd be interesting. It would be. You, do you ever see dogs at the airport and they're there to sniff your bags and you're not yes. allowed to touch them, but yeah. you want to so bad? Oh my gosh. I just want to cuddle every single dog. Oh my gosh. And they have signs everywhere like working dog. Do yeah, not touch. Do not touch. And yeah. I always respect it, but there's some people that don't and they Are just go really? up to the, Oh yeah. yeah. They let them sniff their hands. I've seen that. Yeah. Like, it makes me kind of annoyed because I'm like... It's distracting for I the know, dog. I know, you're not following the rules. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I just spat out my coffee. I mean, because Laurel and I love rules. rule following. <laughs> you have to follow the rules. <laughs> you have to follow the rules. <laughs> Ooh, I think overall positive. Okay, that's good. As of right now, just to give the listeners some context. So we're in a car in a parking lot of a horse... Uh, store where you can buy horse apparel. So Sarah and I had to go buy some horse apparel and Charlie is in the back seat. He's hanging out with us while we do this and in that question he came up and blocked me completely from Sarah. So I should have said negative but it's overall positive. It's kind of ironic how that all played out. Yes. Um, yeah. So we actually were there buying a saddle. It's like my fourth or fifth saddle mm-hmm. this week because I can't find one that fits me and the horse that I ride. She has these really long, beautiful legs. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> That's so awkward. <laughs> I, I do. I, so I have, just, let's just say that, let's just not, Charlie, what are we doing? Charlie, come back, buddy. Come on, come here. Come on. Oh, he's like, nobody's paying me attention. Is that your voice, Charlie? He loves doing this. Come on, Charlie. He's secretly super athletic. Let's take athletic. a picture of him and say this is how we recorded our episode. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut out half of this because of Charlie, but this is what we had to deal with. Charlie. 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 I'd like to live longer as well. I'd like to live forever. That is going to Sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> it was this man who, who wrote, I love when people pet my dogs. In fact, when I see people walking down the street, I'm thinking, come on, come on, <laughs> pet my dog. You know you want to. Just <laughs> remember this. He was like, my dog's his own man. <laughs> if he wants people to pet him, people can pet him. <laughs> He's like, he'll tell me what to do. <laughs> He's his own man. Oh, okay. This study by <clears throat> Get Ready Fukumura Demore Rauch Fakri Zhang and Johnson and Boucher and Zerati Owenby Lukox and Lynch <laughs> and Lynch <laughs> it was in 2013 and it was called this it was
is what the study was called. <coughs> House dust exposure mediates gut microbiome <laughs> lactobacillus. <laughs> oh Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the, this is what the study was called. House dust exposure mediates mut microbiome lactobacillus <laughs> enrichment and also immune defense against allergens and virus infection. Oh, that was a mouthful. <laughs> All right, and that's from the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences in the United States of America. <laughs> I'm trying to read that as boring as possible. In 2013. <clears throat> Online edition. <laughs> okay. okay. Now that we got to the title of the name. <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> it took us five minutes to get through that. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, the takeaway was that <laughs> people went <laughs> I'm so tired. Sorry. 